0: This is episode number 81 Living Your Truth with Olga Peeler. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohit, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who've overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you, to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a brief announcement and recognize this week's review of the week, which comes from Gina Surgeon. The Overcoming Outs community has been a spectacular group for sharing information and empowerment. I've enjoyed sharing, but have also learned a lot from the stories of others. Keep up the great work, Oleg. Thank you so much, Gina, for the amazing review. If you want to be featured on Review of the Week, go ahead and leave us one on iTunes. Also, if you haven't checked out any of our upcoming events, feel free to do so. These are events created by other community members from the Overcoming Ads tribe, where you'll get a chance to hear stories from powerful speakers and opportunities to share your own story. For more information, please go to slash events Now, let's get back to our guest. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing the importance of living your truth, self-awareness, and how it relates to the type of choices we make in our lives, influential figures in our lives and finding meaning within our daily life. Without further ado, please welcome Olga Peeler. Welcome back to another episode of the Overcoming Ads Podcast. Today's guest is someone who I had the pleasure of speaking, I think it was last week, about Mm -hmm. um, truth and all of the other subjects we can think of on the face of the earth. And so I wanted to bring her onto the show. Her name is Olga Peeler. She's the founder and chief igniter officer of MyY.io. dot Olga, well, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Oleg.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much to, uh, for many things. First one was just starting the conversation initially that um, Brian and Kelly and I um, originally, you know, your connection now was shared amongst us through LinkedIn. And then I remember when you came across one of the articles that Brian had shared, um, I kind of just felt like there was a need to connect and learn more. And so the conversation that you and I started, I really wanted to do a deeper dive um, into it and have some of the audience that we serve through this particular pl- platform uh, learn more about. And the topic that we started to talk about was truth. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, what is what is our truth and how does it impact people if you're not living your truth? Um, how do you even define what the truth is for you? And so the way that I wanted to start off this particular episode was uh, by having you share a little bit of your experience and your story as far as a time where you felt that you weren't living your truth. Is there a time that you can recall that that... Um, Put you on this journey of discovering who you are and ultimately aligning yourself with your truth
1: Sure uh, Sure, like, you know as, uh, as We were talking about this and and uh, we thought about what we were going to discuss today
0: mm-hmm.
1: I um I think and I had this conversation with my kids this morning as I was mm-hmm. uh, driving them to school about finding what's true and something being able to be true but still not being the truth. Mm. So as we talk about what's your truth or what what I what I th- at the moment that I am in my life is that I may be to a point where I've discovered something that's true and it's true for me
0: mm-hmm. at
1: this point, but that might not be the ultimate truth. And I need to keep searching and I keep to I, I need to keep looking and learning and rediscovering Um, for as long as I'm alive, I guess. So Mm -hmm. one of the things and and what started making me think about this and looking at it this way was I read a book uh, by Andy Andrews Mm -hmm. called The Bottom of the Pool. Have you read it?
0: I have not, but I've heard of the title a couple of times.
1: Yes, it's it's amazing. So what he talks about was, it stars the whole metaphor, it's all a, a metaphor about this experience he had as a kid, where he was about 11 years old, and, and they were, uh, this is back in the day where you were dropped off at the pool in the morning, and you spend the whole summer at the pool with your buddies, and then they picked you up. So here's this group of boys, 11 years old, 12 years old, and they do that. And he's like, you know, the first couple of days are great, And then you start to get bored, so you have to actually figure out games to play. Mm -hmm. So they had this game uh, that it was about uh, Flipper the Dolphin. Mm -hmm. It was a a famous show back in the day, and so they would watch it. And and I guess Flipper could go like this Mm -hmm. and come out of the water. So they had this game where all the boys would get in a circle, and the game was doing the Flipper uh, Mm -hmm. to see who could get the farthest up. So the tallest. Mm -hmm. So they would do this and there was this guy that would win every time. He was a little bit older and stronger, bigger. So every summer, the guy would win. And they would all try to replicate what he would do and they would get better at it. But he was still the biggest or the tallest or the oldest. So he was the king. And then he talks about one day, Uh, someone that eventually is one of his best friends in life uh, went in and he got in the middle of the circle to do the flipper. And instead of doing what they've all been doing to go up, he just went down. Mm. And all of them looked at and like, what's going on here? Uh, Doesn't he know the game? What is he doing? Mm -hmm. Is he crazy? So he went down all the way to the bottom and then propelled himself up and he was—he won the game. He—he he was way over everybody else. And everybody was like, "Well, you cheated!" And it's like, "No, who says? Who said that? Those were the rules." Mm-hmm. He just found a different way—a different true way to do it. So, the whole book is about doing things that are true, but maybe it's not the ultimate truth, and kind of um, uh, questioning the the status quo, and always keep searching. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I've realized when I look up back about my life is that sometimes we are on a path and maybe the path is because of what we've been told since we were kids or something we identified ourselves with and we just kind of continue in that path. And that's, our, that's true for us at that point. For me, it was uh, as I was growing up, I was really good at school. That was one of my things. Uh, academically, I would uh, succeed so
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, went to, uh, I, I grew up in Spain I came to the United States as a foreign exchange student uh, I was able to get into college here in the States I was only gonna be here for one year for my senior year in high school to learn English out of all things and uh, I was able to go to college then I got into grad school and uh, I was working on a master's degree, and then I got the opportunity to finish um, some of my work after I got my master's or my Ph.D. Uh, and it was all in vision uh, detection and, and uh, how the visual system works. And uh, my master's was in motion detection. And, and I was doing really, really well. And my parents were so proud everybody around me I, I was like they wow look at her and all oh, she she can achieve and and she's the smart one and and I, I one day I woke up and I realized that I was doing it for all the wrong reasons I was doing it to continue to build this persona that everybody else saw which was
0: true-hmm
1: but it wasn't my truth mmm So at age 24, I think it was, I walked away, I walked away. I was in Australia, I moved back to the States, and Oleg, I found a job filing Hmm. as an office clerk. And I sort of restarted my path all over again. And I'm still part of that company. Uh, so I start filing, I start answering phones, and all the time I discovered a different, true Olga, which was helping others, and um, teaching, and and so I followed that path for almost twenty years, and here I am now hmm. at a, another crossroads, which is like, okay, that all has been true, mm-hmm. but it's not my truth. And that's when I decided to, to create and find, uh, found, and and drive uh, mywhy.io, uh, which is a new project. Uh, it's all about finding purpose within organizations and helping align uh, the leadership and the culture and, and um, making sure that then our actions and our employee experience uh, gets reflected on our customer experience. And mm-hmm. that's the new part of my journey and I'm sure that even though that's true it will not be the truth
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: I'm looking forward to keep learning and discovering
0: it's a very you bring up so many good points you know one of the ones that I've experienced over time as well is that I think in pursuit of your truth even though the experiences that you're living are true based on your knowledge what's the question that I was thinking of when when as you were telling your experience was when you were able to separate yourself from um the uh persona that was being created for you by Mm -hmm. your environment how did that impact your environment did you end up losing people out of your circle um what you know did you find that that might have been a good way to actually understand well who's really there for me at the end of the day Mm -hmm. Regardless of whatever decision I make, who can I count on? Did you notice yes. that within your life? Yes,
1: the people that I thought I would disappoint the most, and the people that I thought would be devastated or think less of me, and and in some ways the people why I wasn't taking that step, mm-hmm. uh, did not leave me behind. Did not think less of me. Were very supportive. Uh, they just wanted me to be happy they didn't know that I wasn't happy and uh, the other people it didn't they didn't really matter at the end of the day mm-hmm. so um, but the people that I was really worried about and were preventing me though they didn't they didn't have an issue which were really like my parents or My friends, my husband, like they were super supportive and nobody thought less of me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they were still just as proud. Um, So and then the others, I never even give it two thoughts in some ways.
0: Mm. The ones that
1: maybe were not supportive. It's
0: an interesting point that you bring up and it kind of makes me think, why is it that at certain points of our lives, not all, but it appears to be that some, myself included, have lived in situations where we weren't being our true selves and we were being impacted by other people's expectations and um, ways of living a life. You know, is it because that we don't have enough experience to really define for ourselves? So I guess the question becomes, is there a not a specific age, but is there an age range that you kind mm-hmm. of have to hit when you start asking yourself those questions or or um, set of experiences that you have to obtain in order to get to that point like how, how how can one get to that point where they are fully able to engage with what is their truth mm-hmm. and whether or not they want to live that truth?
1: As you say this, you, what I keep thinking of is uh, Mashlow's hierarchy of needs and how mm-hmm. the top is self-actualization, which mm-hmm. I guess that's living our truth. Mm-hmm. And maybe life is a series of experiments and experimentation. And, uh, you know, David uh, Cable talks about the seeking, our seeking system, and how as human beings we were really born to explore and be curious and... Um, Maybe at the end of the day, what we're looking for is that self-actualization and our worth and mm-hmm. our truth. And we start to take hints from the environment, so it's not necessarily that we're consciously not living our, our true self. It's like almost like we're detectives mm. trying to find out what that is. So we take cues. Maybe at the beginning, um, as we're smaller, obviously by others that have influence over us, like our parents. or. Uh, that 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 tight uh, family or our tight circle Mm -hmm. and and maybe where they sometimes the cues are not good and they say how we will not amount to anything so there may be a lot of negative cues that then that's kind of the direction that we we are going and we then might experiment with behaviors that are self-destructive or Mm -hmm. thought patterns that don't serve us well um, or they may think oh you're really good at this or you should be this or and then that's we we try it
0: mm-hmm. so
1: in in we experiment and, and when it stops serving us um, maybe then we get to a point where then we try something else um, and and we keep moving on into trying to find out at the end of the day who we really are
0: mm-hmm. you speak a lot about environment and influencers and influences that um shape up your mindset is there a person that comes to mind who has helped you in first really understanding who you are and how your experiences make sense like who is the most influential person in your life if you had to reflect back on it now
1: so um i would say my grandmother and um I had a, a uh, my upbringing, and maybe that's why I focus so much on the environment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I was, uh, my father was alcohol, an alcoholic and uh, a functioning alcoholic. He, he is a functioning alcoholic. And um, my mother had a very, very traumatic experience um, when I was eight years old. And mm-hmm. from that point forward, she she Kind of checked out uh, and uh, I had to step up and take care of, I have two younger brothers and kind of take care of uh, this environment that we were in um, while, you know, uh, having uh, not much support from, from my dad. And uh, uh, so I, I, those circumstances were not great and my grandmother was always there for me and with me. And Mm -hmm. as I thought about this, uh, she never made excuses. And she never, so I think she helped me not become a victim because she never saw me as one. Mm. So she knew my potential and she always uh, uh, pushed me to be that person and saw my worth. So I was very lucky that I had that um, from her. And, you know, she, she uh, passed away two years ago, and uh, through my entire life, she was that person. Um, but she never made excuses mm-hmm. for, for me either. So she kind of kept me
0: straight. <laughs> aligned.
1: Yeah, aligned.
0: How would you describe your grandmother if you were given one word to do so? Strong. mm that's powerful. Well, you know, there's so many... What, I remember when I was even reading your article, one of the points that stood out to me was that um, you were mentioning how one person can think of one truth and then mm-hmm. you can think of another truth. And it may not, it may not be like ultimate truths, but they're still t- true to each other. Mm-hmm. So I guess the, the question that I have is truth... Is that in um, do we ever actually find it or will it continue to evolve
1: and does it matter
0: and does it matter
1: does it matter I mean that's it we experience things as we experience them and Uh I think that maybe sometimes Our notion that there is a real truth out there is what causes a lot of our uh, conflict,
0: Uh because
1: then we're all standing on top of this mountain saying, "No, my truth is my truth. It's my truth is the truth," Mm -hmm. and and that's why then it makes us stop from listening to each other or understanding each other, because we don't give the respect of it's okay, and maybe there isn't an ultimate truth, and that Mm -hmm. it's okay, and I don't. Maybe that is something that we have a hard time processing. I don't know, or does it doesn't matter? Um, that was what I have was having the conversation with my kiddos this morning. As you know, they were fighting about their perspective huh. versus this perspective, and and uh, we literally talked about this. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Does it matter, Oleg?
0: Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. I guess the only way that I've been able to answer that question for myself is that all you can do and all you have. Quote unquote control over it just now. Yeah. And so I guess whatever you do, accept as a true moment. And, you know, the the other thing that's I think also interesting to note is that you could be living in a time where, let's say, a part of your experience is Mm -hmm. um, not true according to some people's standards. And Mm -hmm. that is you're not willing to um, discuss certain things that have happened or that you're going through but at the end of the day that's the truth that you end up living mm-hmm. So I guess the truth it's it is always there regardless of the fact that y- y- if you are not fully engaged with the experience or wanting to share it and you know as part of it as you mentioned what's been interesting is that, Whatever life you choose to live, it's going to impact the people around you in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And then I guess it is up to the people that are surrounding you to really determine what type of impact is that mm-hmm. life going to have. Mm-hmm. So so it's a, it's a very interesting theory to explore. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I guess it, it is the truth is whatever you choose it to be. Or,
1: yeah, or whatever... You are ready to receive at that point in time in your life mm.
0: um, that's interesting
1: and, you know maybe you're not to me choice have it means choice means an awareness that mm-hmm. i don't know that we always have we we do talk about yes you always have a choice and and it is true <laughs> talking mm-hmm. about it but i don't know that we're always aware of the choice um and sometimes we're able to receive something at that point, And sometimes we're just not.
0: Mm-hmm. So how, how much, um, how much power do you think we do have in our choices? Like is, is, I guess the better question is, is everything within our control and within our reach?
1: That's where you hear right like you don't have control over what happens to you, but you do have control over How you react to Uh it. I also think that in some ways, maybe that is um, The types of choices that are available to you on how to react to it Mm -hmm. are modeled by your current awareness of yourself and where you are in your path Mm. Um, So this kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Brené Brown when she talks about, "Do you believe that everybody's doing the best they can?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that has the caveat that, yes, everybody's doing the best they can within what's their awareness at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we can. We have a choice on how we react, but those choices are restricted if you will or only uh, the choices that are available are the ones that um, have come into alignment with your awareness
0: mm. That I mean that makes sense and I, I think that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. why we we give benefit of the doubt to people is mm-hmm. because every every single one of us is a different level and a different chapter of awareness mm-hmm because we've all had different experiences and our our path to becoming who we are is completely different mm-hmm. from all the other paths surrounding us. Yeah. Yeah. My um final thought for today's episode, and this is a question that I ask all of our guests and that is
1: who okay.
0: who or what are you grateful for today?
1: I I am um extremely, extremely, extremely grateful for um, this newfound community uh, called Humans First mm-hmm. that has allowed me to meet people like you, uh, people like Brian, our, our common connection, people like Kevin Monroe, Mike Vacanti, uh, Josie Nakash, Nuria Rojo. It's It's been an amazing um place to to do some Mm self-discovery feel um accepted as i am at this point in my life and uh, i am extremely extremely grateful for them
0: Mm -hmm. how did you come across that group to begin with and are there ways that people who are listening that might be able to join
1: Absolutely, uh, you know it's like all is interconnected. Uh, sometimes, right? So mm-hmm. you start to follow this this path, and uh, Cornell Thomas, which is another person that that has come into my life through this set of connections, uh, uh, Gary Turner was are, are are connecting that in that one said this morning that life is full of breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. and the good ones are in. Uh, you find the good ones when you are on your path. Mm. So, the breadcrumb that led me to this was uh, Claude Silver. I'm a huge admirer of her. I, I believe in what she's doing and how she's changing the world. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be a keynote speaker at a summit, uh, a Hacking HR summit. So, I thought, oh, I'll just sign up for it because I want to hear her talk. Mm-hmm. And during that summit, um, part of the chat window, uh, uh, Nuria was Nuria Rojo was making incredible uh, contributions. So after the summit was over, I reached out to her in LinkedIn and I said, I really appreciated your contributions, uh, they were fantastic. So her and I then started chatting, she introduced me to Kevin, Kevin then brought me into this Humans First um, Hangout, and then all of a sudden I met Brian Kelly, uh, mm-hmm. Met you, so it's it's all like if you start if you're on your path, all the same things start to align Mm -hmm. uh, to take you to where you need to be.
0: No, that makes sense.
1: How how people can reach it's uh it's called the humans first uh club Mm -hmm. and. human's first playground i would encourage you guys to check it out we do meet every friday at mm-hmm. noon eastern standard time and we just talk for an hour through a zoom meeting i think you've been part of those too yeah, yeah a couple uh mm-hmm. yeah so um it's just a good place to be you
0: mm. so well put it's probably the best description i've heard of that group um olga what are some of the ways that people can find you and what are some of the things that you have coming up that people might be able to be a part of
1: so I uh, you can find me on LinkedIn Olga Peeler uh, p-i-e-h-l-e-r mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm also on Twitter uh, my it's at my Um you could go to my website www.myy.io and uh, you could actually follow my blog which is this article that you reference um that's where it is and uh just i i just really enjoy conversations so please uh, send me a note i would love to zoom or or have a virtual coffee with you and learn more about
0: you awesome well thank you so much for being a guest sharing your story and um and just being willing to connect to begin with thank you Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our monthly newsletter so you can receive all of the latest episodes, featured stand-up and speak-up stories, and ways you can be involved with overcoming odds. Once again, thank you for listening, and we look forward to having you next week.